The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We don't play that one for the rundown, do we? It's <laughs> funny while you're looking at me like that. You're like, no, that's fine. Hey. Oh, hey. We're <laughs> all your, over the place, man. Do your thing, bro. Do your thing, bro. Let's see. Uh, oh, bow, 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 bow. Bow. There we go. Wake your ass up. <laughs> oh, but oh. Back once again for what we trust will be a fantastic episode of the Raiders Fan Radio Rundown. That is where myself and Swag Jeff we like to uh, kind of run down the Raiders and what's going on uh, in, in prior you know days, day, night. It's the next day. We're not live, so for those of you that are watching us live tonight on the YouTube's, thank you so very very much. All of those of you that are in the chat room. And if you want to join us on our typical show, we do. It is Raiders Fan Radio, where we go live every Wednesday at 7 p.m. Pacific. No, 7 p.m. Eastern, 4 p.m. Pacific, each and every Wednesday night. And you can join us live in the chat room for that at youtube.com slash Raiders Fan Radio. Or you can join us on the audio version of the podcast anywhere that you can find a podcast. Why, Jeff? That's any podcast service like Audacity. Sure. Uh, Spotify. Yep. Stitcher, Google Play, Any Amazon Music. All that shit. All, just wherever you're at, we there. We there. That's right. Yep. We out here. Uh, so we appreciate you, Raider Nation, for checking us out. But this is not live, as I mentioned. This is now Monday evening. You're going to get to watch this, hopefully, leading up to the Titans-Dolphins uh, game. Yes. Uh, and so I haven't learned enough lessons yet, Jeff. And so I'm going to keep betting on the Titans because I, I swear they cover... So they're they got a, they're a fourteen point spread tonight. So I'm hoping the are they really a 14? fourteen? But they're on the road in Miami, so yeah, it's tall order, tall yeah. order. But hopefully D Hop will get going tonight. So anyways, but uh, you're not here to talk about. You don't want to hear us talk about the Dolphins and the Titans. They want to hear us talk about the Las Vegas Raiders. I think maybe, I don't maybe because I don't know if I want to talk about <laughs> the Las Vegas Raiders. Holy cow! But uh, without further ado, let me turn it over to the man that adorns the eastern annex of the Murphs Fan Cave desk. He is my best friend and yours. He is Swag Jeff. Swaggo. You're styling and profiling. Well, you know, you said it, Murph. You know, we, we, you know, we, this is the rundown where we like to run down what happened. And I feel like, you know, this is already more rundown than the team had yesterday. There's not a whole, there was not a whole lot of action, not a whole lot of anything on one side of the ball. You know, I mean, I think you talked about it a little bit yesterday with you and Scott on the, on the silver and black post game show. Uh, you know, if, if someone would have told us, Hey, the Vikings are only going to score three. I think everyone's jumping up and down, hooting and hollering, talking about the Raiders are back and, you know, trying to look at and see who else lost yesterday to see where our playoff chances were going to be. And now we know exactly where our playoff chances are going to be. Just right in the friggin' toilet, man. Just wah, wah. 
the hell happened, man? Dude, that was yesterday was weird. It was it was almost surreal. You know, we uh watch the game here at the house, me and Vinny and Valerie, uh watch watch the game and you know, we we were kind of cooking out and stuff and what and normally, you know, like we we plan around our activities or for the day, like so many people do. I'm not sure I'm unique here in this, but what the idea what, what I want to get to is that and they're very aware of like, hey, look, your game's getting ready to start. Like, get your ass on the couch, sit down, because I yep. got, you know, because I want to, obviously, just because I'm a fan, so I love watching every snap. But then also, you know what the hell I'm talking about when I get on these shows and all this kind of stuff, right? Sure, totally, dude. At one point in the second half, I was I left the couch. I resorted to me and Vinny were out back. We were grilling out, watching it on the iPad. And normally, I would never do that. Yeah, but I was so freaking bored. And that is a complete rarity. I'm almost embarrassed to say that, but I was bored as hell watching the team. It was, they were so lifeless on offense. And I just, I don't understand it. I mean, I understand the deficiencies and I understand the reason for the deficiencies. And I mentioned this with Scott too. There was a, there's a big void that was, you know, we didn't like him. Josh McDaniels, and we didn't like Mick Lombardi either. We didn't like those guys. But there was a void left there offensively when those guys got let go. Now, I'm not saying that was – I'm not defending them or saying that it shouldn't have happened or whatever. It should have, and it did. And they weren't doing all that great offensively either. But the, the designers of this offense, the play callers, very experienced play callers at that. Again, not great, but experienced in it. All that went out the window. And you assigned a defensive coach at the helm, and now you got a quarterback coach calling plays. So, and oh yeah, you got a fourth round rookie throwing a football and trying to make the calls at the line of scrimmage. So, I kind of see how everything stacks up for them to have deficiencies on offense, but to be completely lifeless. Yeah, is Colton Miller so important to the running game that when he's not on the field, Josh Jacobs sucks? Uh, Jeff, I've got a ton of show notes here and listen to, so there's one here. Okay. Check this out. Josh Jacobs has seven more carries this season than Christian McCaffrey. McCaffrey has 372 more yards on the ground. I got one more for you. There's been 36 seasons in Raiders history when a running back has more than 200 carries. Josh Jacobs is 3.45 yards per carry ranks 35th only ahead of Darren McFadden's 3.27 in 2012. Wow. I mean, and he's having these terrible games when Colton Miller's not on the field. So anyways, my point being is this, how do they go from out of the gate swinging against the two New York teams, especially against the Giants that we were there to see, offense lighting it up. Yeah. Throwing a ball deep down field to Trey Tucker, like all these things that we saw, mm-hmm. and it all goes away because it's not like the Vikings were a great football team. No, I mean it's not their their defense. This isn't the eighty five Bears here. I just I don't understand it. I, I I understand it, but I don't understand it at the same time. And so it leaves. I want to turn it over to you, but it leaves with, with so many questions around the direction of this football team. Now there's there's so much now volatility in what this team is going to do offensively going forward. And I would say this lastly, defensively, I feel like we were the Jets a couple of years ago. Like, defensively, we're pretty freaking good. Right. Uh, are we, you know, in Aaron Rodgers away from all of a sudden being a freaking, you know, talk of the offseason, a Super Bowl contender? I don't know, but I don't want to get all crazy here. But my point being, though, is that 
remember when it would, people were talking about the Jets, it was like, well, their defense is awesome. Bob Saul's got them playing great defense. They just right. need to get something going offensively. And yeah. I feel like that's exactly what we are. Yeah, well, you know, watching, watching that game yesterday, you know, when you watch the defense play and, you know, all that stuff, the bend don't break and then a, a critical third down stop forcing them, you know, forcing Dobbs all over the place. I'm telling you, man, Josh Dobbs was running for his life oh. all day yesterday. And shout out Tyree Wilson, man, for finally. Yeah, finally. finally yeah, he finally gets on. The, he has a he had a monster game. Had a monster game. He had a really, really good game. And friggin' Diablo and Spillane were battling their ass off. Max Crosby on one leg has got two sacks in the game, who now is, you know, he's eclipsed the 50 sack mark in his career, man. I think, I think the first sack put him in at 50 or whatever and now he's at 51 or or whatever that number is but like he's 57 and a half away from that freaking all-time record man and i think he's gonna shatter it you know for sure because he's i think the one piece of this team right now that you can look and go okay we're building our team around that guy you know because i feel like the blame can go all around you watch that game all game yesterday and you see the defense making stops making stops and so you know we're watching the first and the second quarter and we're going okay at some point, the offense is going to let loose. At some point, we're going to have a big play, a big chunk thing or whatever, and it's going to spark the team and all that stuff. And we finally saw it in the second half or whatever, or maybe late in the first half or whatever with Hunter Renfro. We finally get close to the red zone, and then what happens? He coughs it up Ugh. a couple plays later, man. You know, gosh, that your heart breaks for a guy like oh, that. So that much, finally, dude. He finally had momentum, and he's finally showing the – team over the course of the last couple of weeks that like, Hey, I'm still here. I'm still the goat. I'm still the slot machine. I'm doing all these things. And then a play like that. And you're like, God dang it, man. Like, come on, hold on to that damn ball. And you know, I mean, it was a good defensive play. It was but still, you got to hold on to the it's ball. It's like the one's the one knock yep. against Hunter. And sure enough, it's like, coughs ah. it up, man. He did that a couple times last year, especially in that Cardinals game last year, had mm-hmm. two key fumbles at the end of that game. One that was returned for a friggin' scoop and score or whatever. Yeah. So, you know, so, so yeah, your heart breaks for a guy like that, but it starts at the top, you know, from the coaching staff down to the players and everything like no one's executing right. No one's doing the right thing. And I love Antonio Pierce and I still am a rah, rah guy going to pound on the desk. I want this guy to get a chance. I want him to have a chance, even if it's just a one year contract, you know, we don't have to, you know, put so much money and so much guarantee into a guy that we're not sure if he's ready to be a head coach or not. That's interesting. Give him, give him a shorter leash. Why not? You know, keep a lot of these guys on, go get an offensive coordinator, go get a freaking rock star guy. You know, one of these guys out of Miami, one of these guys out of, you know, wherever there's going to be a lot of people that are going to be available that has a little bit more offensive mind than Bo Hardegree. Bo, He's he's the piece that you know is going to be gone, you know, regardless as to what. Or happens. go back to being the quarterback coach, or what? Yeah, right. you whatever, know what I'm saying. You know, yeah. but yeah. so but so but it starts there. You know, I think the frustrating part, and you see a lot of it in Raider Nation, and I know you guys talked about it a lot yet last night as well. That you know we were we had a buy, you know, yeah. and and this is the game plan that we put together. Like, bro, that's bad. like that's bad man yeah. that's really 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 bad and, and i know you got some stats and i'm gonna let you get those to those in a minute but like you know we've only been shut out a handful of times 
ever at home. And, you know, but how many of those were after a bye week? Well, thank you, you so much, Jeff. I'm glad you asked. Okay, well, go ahead and answer it and yes. then throw it back to me. All right, so the Raiders were shut out. For, uh, this is the first time we've been shut out following a regular season bye for the first time in franchise history. First time ever. Uh, first time ever. And I also want to give you two more that's going to complement what you're talking about on defense and, 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 and celebrate a little bit of what these guys were doing on defense. Teams allowing three points or fewer had won 258 consecutive games in the regular season and playoffs before the Raiders did it yesterday against the Vikings. So that tells you right there that the defense did everything it, it, it needed to to put this team in a position to win. The last one uh, on the defense, the, the three points allowed by the Raiders, that was the fewest in a game allowed since we beat the Chiefs in 2012. We beat them 15 to nothing. Wow. There you go. There you go, man. So, yeah, so the defense is solid. Friggin' Patrick Graham is balling out. And, I, and I'm sure Antonio Pierce has a lot to do with that as well. I think they're putting together a really, really good plan. And I love that you talked about that last night on Silver and Black today as well, where, you know, yeah, Antonio Pierce isn't an offensive guy. He's a defensive guy. And look what's happening. Our defense is freaking balling out you know, like and, crazy. Yeah, and the ones, the people that are critics out there of Antonio Pierce and the ones, and even, and I, even I think I even said this to Scott, maybe in a roundabout way, but... No, I just, and I apologize. I want to just see and reference everything I said on the la- on on Scott's show, but it just happened recently. So, anyways, the idea that if you're going to indict Antonio Pierce for the lack of productivity on offense and not give him credit for the productivity on defense, right? What's then? What are we doing here? You're gonna if you're gonna give him equal blame, give him equal blame. If you're gonna give him equal credit, give him equal credit. But mm-hmm. you can't say, well, he's. You know what I mean? He's just, it's all, see, and this is where. You can't be all or nothing. No, and this is the thing where I think that people miss on their evaluation of Antonio Pierce as a head coach is that he's not a play caller. And when we look at the way that, and I know there are defensive, former defensive coordinators and defensive guys that become head coaches like D'Amico Ryans and whatnot. I know that that is the case, but I think we're so used to who are the the coaches in prime time that are celebrated, that are your, they're the faces of the NFL, are the guys that call plays. Sean McVay, Andy Reid, Mike McDaniel. Sure. You know what I'm saying? These guys that are these offensive juggernauts as Mike McCarthy, these guys, they're the ones that are calling these offenses. And so there's an assumption that, that, oh, if you can't do that or if that's not what your head yeah, coach you looks like, coach. then you're not yeah. a good – I completely disagree with that. I do too. And, if, in, and again, use D'Amico Ryans is a perfect example of that. you got a young defensive coach. you got a good offensive coordinator and a, and a what? And a badass rookie quarterback. There you the go. The end. And all of a sudden, you're in a playoff hunt. Yep. You know what I'm saying? And yeah. I think that's probably what we're looking at if we can get this thing done with Pierce. Because I'm telling you, and then, uh, you know, because defensive, well, you want me to throw it back to you. Yeah. But, but um, defensively, again, fewest points per game through 13 games in Raider history. We had 11.9 in 09, 12 in 2006, 13.8 in 08, 14.8 in 1962. 15.4 in 2014 and 15.5 here in 2023. We have nothing going offensively. Zilch, right. you know? Yeah. yeah, nothing. Yeah, and, and that kind of brings me to my next point because 
you know, yes, it, it all starts with the coaches. It starts with the with the guys that do the X's and O's, the game plans, all that stuff. But, you know, it, but I think Antonio Pierce still has that unteachable aspect of being a coach. And you can't just stick your nose up at that because he's not there in a certain point yet. You know, yeah, neither was Dan Campbell at one point. Neither was what, like, but the team loved him and you know we, they were going to get their pieces they were going to build around it and they're going to get better and i really feel like that's what's going to happen here in las vegas with antonio pierce you know we might all be wrong and he might go back to being the linebacker coach here or elsewhere or whatever and if that's the case that sucks but you know but it is what it is you know at the end of the day we want to win you know and have a good culture that goes along with it win the raider way um but to like to now take a step down and look at the players I think we see Josh Jacobs struggling because after that first game where we see Aiden O'Connell in the in the uh, Giants game start lighting up the defense and throwing it deep to Trey Tucker, we have, when have we done that really since? We haven't. We haven't. We got we got away from it, and I don't know if it's a Bo Hardigree thing where it's like you know the dust settled after this emotional thing that happened where we let Josh McDaniels go, and so now we're just going to try to make it through and go kind of back to what we were doing, you know, in in some aspect. But like the defenses that we're playing right now have zero respect for Aiden O'Connell, zero respect for him, and until he shows that he deserves a little respect, then they're not going to give him any. You know, that's why Josh Jacobs is struggling. That's why Devontae Adams only has three catches a game. All that stuff, you think a guy, especially coming out of a bye week, that has a lot to prove as a young guy. And I love Aiden O'Connell. You know, I think he's great. He's not our future, Raider Nation. The end. He's not. He's not. He's not going to be the guy. He's not because he doesn't have he doesn't have the fire right now. And I understand he's a fourth-round rookie. And you got to give a guy like that a little bit of runway. But, like, the runway's running out, man. Like, this was your shot. And especially coming out of a bye week against a mid-ass freaking Minnesota team, you had to come out guns blazing, have a little fire and stuff. And, I mean, what was one of our biggest crit or criticisms of Derek Carr? Sometimes we didn't see the fire. Yeah. And when he did, we loved it. But we didn't always see it. So now we've got a guy, you know, I mean, hell, Jimmy Garoppolo had more fire than what we're right, seeing out of yeah, Aiden yeah, sometimes yeah. in that aspect of it. And then at the end of the game, when it's still close and all that kind of stuff, and we see these back and forth, three and out, three and out, three and out, three and out, three and out. What do the Vikings do? They go, okay, well, we'll put in our veteran and just maybe see if we can change something up. And they were successful. And maybe we should have done the same thing. Hey, Jimmy, take the hat off. Let's go do a series or two. You haven't won the starting job, but go try to do something because we're in this crazy stalemate game that we watched, and I was just waiting the entire time and going, okay. And the internet said, Give me that. Get out of here. Everybody. Actually, it was the power just died. Absolutely. <laughs> wow. Absolutely, yeah. That was wild. We haven't had that happen in, in, a, in a hot yeah. minute. And Swag, you were on a... You're on a hot take, as the kids say. Uh, yeah, a little bit, man. You know, and I guess uh, I guess the Raiders, someone from the Raiders got employed by Middle Tennessee Electric because <laughs> it just, the lights went it out. It just, just went boom. on. That yeah, was it. Absolutely. Yeah. But yeah, kind of where I was getting at basically was, you know, Aiden O'Connell, I feel like, you know, a, a lot of pressure was on him and I totally understand that. But this these last nine games were really, it was your chance to show Raider Nation what you got and can you be the leader. And after you know, five games. I don't know. You know, it's just, you don't see the fire. You don't see the spark, any of that kind of stuff, but you know, well, and, and you brought up the idea about th them switching out quarterbacks, which I think was really interesting. Uh, so on the season, uh, Brock Purdy has zero come from behind victories. 
Nick Mullins has one. Jimmy Garoppolo has two. I'm just saying, look, ain't nobody clamoring for Jimmy to start games or any of that kind of shit. But just like, you know, when when your goalie is getting shredded for five goals, you put in the next guy at yep. a minimum just to save his confidence. You know, if, if your pitcher isn't feeling it in the third inning, you get him out of there and you put someone else in. If Aiden doesn't have any kind of a hand, uh, it, it might have been time to, to go with Garoppolo. So this this we're, we're, we're setting records with this one. Swag. Actually, you know what? And speaking of my hockey reference, check mm-hmm. this out. Mm-hmm. So the Raiders and Vikings played yesterday. Yeah. So also did the Sharks and the Golden Knights. Okay. Okay. Do you know which one of them scored the most? Well, I would say Vegas probably did. No, it's close. So the Vikings scored three. The Sharks scored one. Oh, okay. The Knights scored one. Oh. And the Raiders scored zero. So we not only lost to the Vikings, we lost to the Golden Knights and the San Jose Sharks. There you go. Uh, also, but yeah, so uh, here's the historic side of this, which is, you know, I don't love it, but it's the truth. Uh, the Raiders were the 10th team to ever get shut out in, a, in the first game following a regular season bye, which I told you earlier. That's the first team to do it in the past 13 seasons. Last time was the Seahawks in 2021 against the Packers. Uh, the eight first downs for the Raiders yesterday was the fewest they've had in a game since they had seven uh, versus Washington in week three of 2017. That was the infamous, you Del know, Rio firing game, the, right? Uh, no, Del Rio firing was against the Chargers. Oh, right. This was the one where we beat the hell out of the Titans. We beat the hell out of the Jets. That Marshawn dancing on the sidelines, all that kind of stuff. This is the Raiders coming off that 2016 run. And then all of a sudden, Washington, Monday Night Football, the whole notorious, you know, did was there controversy in the locker room between the kneeling versus not kneeling, whatever else. And, and that's a lot. That stuff's been debunked because that was people would say that, well, Derek's offensive line it was the first, those all five were black guys and about how then Derek didn't want to kneel and so that they just let him get sacked and all that so that but that was okay. just a goofy fan theory um, that's been debunked that, that that was even close to the case but something happened whatever that was I don't know do I think it was that extreme of a conspiracy I don't think so but something happened with that 2017 team because we were freaking world beaters the first two weeks against good football teams. And then all of a sudden we just freaking went and the rest right, of that right, season right. went that way. So anyways, that's, that's the kind of level of deficiency we're talking about here. Um, offensively Raiders get shut up at home for the seventh time in franchise history. It happened in 2011 against KC. It happened in 09 against the jets. It happened uh, 24, nothing to Atlanta and 08. I was there for that game. Oh no. Oh, what a joy that was. Um, 24 to nothing to the Rams in 06, uh, 27 nothing to the Chargers in 06, and 17 nothing to the Broncos in 81. The Raiders were the first team to have five drives starting the fourth quarter of a loss and not gain a single first down since the Niners did it back in 2017. Jeff, it, it gets worse. The Raiders' offensive possessions, since we took that 14 point lead over KC in week 12, you know how it's gone? Punt, end of the half. Three and out, field goal, punt, turnover on downs, turnover on downs, punt, punt, three and out, three and out, end of half, fumble, punt, three and out, three and out, three and out, interception, fumble. Like, ugh, I Damn, mean, bro. it's terrible. Aiden O'Connell had 32 attempts for 100. And se- oh, actually, I'm going to save that. I'll give you that one. This is the last one. Robert, the Raiders averaged 15.8 uh, 
uh, points under McDaniels and are 15.2 under Pierce. On offense, it was only 14.6 under McDaniels and 15.2 under Pierce. Okay. Oh, did, did I mention this was the lowest scoring indoor game NFL in history? In history. Yeah. Okay. Here's the last one. And there's a little bit of a shot behind this. I, I'll give you. I'll give you one guess who stat this was. Okay. The guy that just freaking can't oh. wait. Oh, must be must be our buddy. Our buddy. It, it doesn't matter, Josh. <laughs> <laughs> old 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 car killer himself. Absolutely. All right, check this out. Aiden O'Connell had 32 attempts for 171 yards and zero touchdowns for the Raiders yesterday. Okay. He still has a ways to go to match Derek Carr's franchise record, franchise record of eight career games with 30 attempts, zero touchdowns, and less than 200 yards passing. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, man. It just doesn't matter, Josh. It just, it just doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. And you know, and you know, and I hate to talk about this guy. Do you see the do you see the video of, of, oh of the gosh. Saints offensive hey, linemen? They're in a blender right now. Screaming at, at DC. And man. Saints fans are in a blender right now. That's a I want to talk about the extra girlfriend, yeah, yeah, yeah. but it's 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 a mess over there. They, uh, it's a mess. Yeah, over they're there. a mess. All right. So Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn five dollars into one hundred and fifty dollars instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code Champion150. Then place a five dollar wager on any sport. You'll receive one hundred and fifty dollars in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the King of Sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets and so much more download the app in virginia today and get 150 dollars in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at betmgm betmgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly see betmgm.com for terms 21 plus only virginia only new customer offer subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days please gamble responsibly gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER promotional offer not available in washington dc all right so okay swag jeff so look we, we've lamented this game yesterday Look, we could break down, you know, individual player, you know, and moments and things like that. I thought Marcus Epps' hit on Justin Jefferson was pretty solid. I mean, yeah, you never want to yeah. see a guy, you know, get taken out by injury, but sometimes it's not a bad idea to take out one of their better players by injury. Didn't help. Well, yeah. maybe it did. I don't know, because they certainly didn't, didn't weren't proficient on uh, on offense, but anyway, yeah, but that was like an old school, like, Hey, yeah, yeah. welcome we're back from IR, bro. Yeah. This we're, is football. We're here. Yep. You, you go, we're going to run down here. We're yep. going to let you know we're and, coming. And if that quarterback floats one up there, we, we go hit you. Yeah. We yeah. Gonna hit you. So I, I did, I, I did like that. And, um, you mentioned the guys on defense that, that, that played well, uh, other than just Marcus Epps. But so I, here's where I want to go with our discussion. Here's we, is, cause we're, we're going to probably go for a little bit here. Where do we go, man? So right now, we're picking eighth if you look at the way that it's set up. And I swear, someone hit me again today on Twitter. And shout out that guy. Uh, and I, I appreciate you, you know, curious to what my goofy opinion is on things. Um, hit me up on the Twitter and said, all right, so is it best for us to just lose out and then trade up for Caleb Williams? I, listen, y'all, stop with the Caleb Williams stuff. It, it's nonstop with the Caleb Williams stuff. And Caleb, Caleb Williams is not going to be a Raider. Did, I don't think so. First of all, I'm not sold on him entirely. On, on Caleb Williams. Um, and there are so many good quarterbacks. There's at least five that we've counted, if not six, 
that are worthy of a top 10 selection, and we are now picking eighth. And the teams that are ahead of us, not all of them need quarterbacks. So this idea that, oh, we need to move up again. No, the Raiders just need to stay put. Even if we win out, which ain't going to happen, but even if we win out, we're still likely going to pick in the top 15 and we'll likely have a shot there at that. And I'll pull up the draft order here in a minute as I turn it over to you, Jeff. But this idea that, okay, and I said it last week too, bring in Justin Fields, bring in a first-round quarterback, have Aiden O'Connell, obviously he's going to be around, and let all three of them compete. Heck, bring in somebody else to be a camp arm and compete. But I'm in this opinion now, man, we absolutely sell out until we find a quarterback. And then from there, we can start building out pieces around this football team. But I think going forward, man, that has got to be the number one focus. And frankly, it should be for every NFL team. If Look what the Colts are doing. Look what the Buccaneers are doing. Look at what some of these other teams around the league are doing with mid-quarterbacks. You tell me that Buccaneers team, if they had somebody better than freaking Baker? You know what I mean? And, and I know it happened because of injury with the Browns. But if you know what I mean? Think about that. If you have an elite player or at least a high-level quarterback on these teams, those t- the Colts are running away with the South, frankly. Sure. You know what I'm saying? So it makes that big of a difference to a football team. And the idea that you're going to build up and well, we, we'll, we'll get through this season by you know, having a, and I know the Colts quarterback got hurt too. I know that was another injury situation. But my point being though is that this idea that teams are going to kind of mid their way through with these quarter, like basically what Josh McDaniels was trying to do with Jimmy Garoppolo, that's such an arrogant thing now that we're learning that Josh McDaniels tried to pull off here thinking that he was so good of an offensive mind that he was going to take a guy like Resurrect Jimmy. Resurrect a thing that happened 10 years yeah. ago and expect it to happen yeah. to he work in today's NFL. plug in Jimmy and away we go. You know, then he famously said, I can take a high school quarterback and make him an all pro. Yeah, well, <laughs> you can't. But so right. that, anyways, that notion of having a really good team with a, you know, a mid-level quarterback, you know, you look thick, like, look like the, the Buccaneers were with Brad Johnson when they beat us in the Super Bowl. Um, you know, you think about, I don't know, pick who some other teams maybe like, like maybe even like what the, um, the Eagles did with Nick Foles, right? You sure. get these guys that are like, they're okay, they're fine, you know, but they're not, you know, elite, you know? Sure. But, and so is it possible? Sure, but the, the well, good- look at Jimmy Garoppolo. Well, there you go. And seeing the good teams that win year in, year out and hoist Lombardi trophies have elite quarterback play. Right. And so that's where the Raiders have got to shoot for. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I mean, you can make it in certain cases with a mid, mid kind of quarterback. But, like, look at our team. How would our team have performed yesterday had we had, I mean, you, you brought up a guy, you just brought up a guy like Justin Fields. And I know he's a polarizing guy and some people love him. Some people hate him. And is he the most accurate guy? No, absolutely not. But, but I think he's worth taking a look at in the off season because he's going to be on the move. And I don't think he's going to be that expensive. That's what I'm saying. Get. Yeah. I think you might be able to trade a second round pick and get him. And maybe you know, not even that. And maybe not even that. Maybe a third, something like that. I don't know. But, you know, and he's still cheap. He's still on that rookie deal for a year or two or whatever that is. So yeah, draft a guy, get all that stuff. But like you look at yesterday's game, I think the, the, you know, the score at the end 
we would have had way more on the left than we did on the right. Like, we would have probably won that game if we had a guy like Justin Fields behind center. Oh, no doubt. You know what I mean? Because, like, I mean, how many third downs did we, how many third downs did we, you know, miss out on because there was an open lane and friggin' cement legs <laughs> O'Connell yeah. just couldn't get to that line. He can't run, you know? So, you know, I, I don't know, man. But like, And he's not elusive. And that's the thing that, like, and there's been a lot of discussion here lately around mobile quarterbacks mobile versus and, not and all that stuff. Yeah. And there's a... And to me, there's, I think of more, to me, it's more about elusivity, whatever. I don't know if that's a word or not. If it is, I just made it up, but it's about, but about being elusiveness. I think that's the word. So it's more about the elusiveness of guys. You know, Ben Roethlisberger was elusive as hell. He couldn't run, but he was a big old son bitch. And you could just, you know, he'd have be wiggling around in the pocket and dudes are glancing off of him and he's keeping the, keeping it alive. Aaron Rodgers is elusive as hell. Mm -hmm. Derek, even once upon a time was super elusive and would get his feet going and take off and run and all that. So it's not about, you know, having like Lamar Jackson back there or even Justin Fields where he's going to run for a thousand yards. You want someone more like Patrick Mahomes than isn't a runner. That's the freaking blueprint. Yeah, that can loop around. It's Aaron Rodgers. It's freaking, it's Pat. It's those are the kind of guys. Make plays when you have to make plays, but that's not your game. Yes. You know, you just need to get out there. And even like Russ, nowadays Russ, He's not out there running around like crazy like he used to, mm-hmm. but he'll take off for 12 yards Absolutely. on third and seven. When yep. the You know what I mean? When the play breaks down. 100%. You know, that, and that's the kind of stuff that we're talking about. So, yep. and, and here the thing is, most, the way I understand, I haven't looked at film and all that kind of stuff yet. I'm not a film guy anyways, but I'll dig into it now that I know the Raiders are going to be in running for one of these top-tier quarterbacks. I'm going to definitely dig in on this stuff and find out you know, what traits each one of these guys has. But the way that I understand it, they're all similar. They're all have very similar games. When we're, and we're talking about Caleb Williams. Mm-hmm. We're talking about Michael Penix. Mm-hmm. We're talking about Jaden Daniels, just won the Heisman Trophy. Yep. We're talking about Drake May. Drake May and, um, and Bo Nix. Bo Nix. All right, so here's your draft order as it is right now. And this will be irrelevant, uh, maybe even after we'll change tonight because the Titans are ahead of us, uh, depending on whether the Titans win or lose. And this, But even though this isn't going to be the exact order, Raider Nation, I think it's a fun discussion to have because it, it just demonstrates what the Raiders will have the potential ability to do here in the draft. So, all right, Jeff, so we've got... Uh, Carolina is at the uh, is at the top, but they've traded that pick over to the Bears. Sure. So the Bears are going to be drafting number one. Okay. Then we've got New England. We got Arizona. You got the Commanders. You got the Giants. You got the Titans. You got Chicago again, and then us. Behind us are the Jets, the Chargers, uh, Atlanta, New Orleans, Seattle, the Rams, and then and then Houston. Okay. So even if those are the teams in the mix, let's go down. Let's check the list here. Bears number one pick. Who are they going to draft? Caleb Williams. Caleb Williams. That's done. At the end. We're not moving up to number one to get Caleb Williams. So there's your first quarterback off the board. The Patriots. They're taking a quarterback. It's got Bo Nix written all over it to me. Somebody like that. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I, I, don't, I don't think Bo Nix will go two. I see more of the Drake May kind of guy. Okay. Um, yeah. But personally. But, but I mean, but either one. You know, both of those are a Patriot kind of guy. Well, that's what I'm more, a little more arm than legs. Sure. That's kind of where, where, where I'm thinking for, for totally. them. All right. Arizona is going to be interesting. Does Arizona take a quarterback? Cause these are the teams that aren't falling down. Like we're not catching up and passing these teams. These are like these first five here. Mm-hmm. These are going to be in the mix no matter what. So right. what do you think? Arizona. Well, and see, and that's tricky, man, because that, because if Arizona takes a quarterback, 
then some other things have happened in the off season that has really rocked things up. You know, I mean, do the I mean because if they're taking a quarterback, what are they? They're going to try to get something pretty solid for Kyler for Murray. Kyler Murray, you know, and are the Raiders in play for somebody like that? You know, I mean, Kyler, Kyler. I would only. I wouldn't want Kyler only because of the money. The money, I think. I wonder he's what got it looks like. Much, we got. We got to look. He's at got that, a much bigger like. contract. A huge if, contract. If it, if it boils down to it, give me Justin Field all day long. If you're choosing yeah. between those kind of guys, right? But you know, I think Kyler is a better quarterback than Justin Field right now. Sure, you know, where so, their careers are. So yeah. yeah. So so yeah. So I don't know, but like you know, surely. I don't know. I don't imagine that Arizona takes a quarterback. Okay. All right. And if that's the case, they take wide receiver, right? Then they would take a wide receiver. I you would know? imagine. Yeah. yeah. Okay. All right. So there's a shot to to have a one pass over there. Then you got the commanders. They're may or may not. Sam Howell's think, playing pretty decent. I don't think they're going to take a quarterback. There's a shot they could. All right. Then you got the Giants. I think they will. I likely. I don't think they're riding or dying with Daniel freaking Jones, man. No. I think they're taking one there. All right. So if they take one, say they take, I don't know, say they take Michael Penix. Sure. Okay. All right. Say so they, they take him. All right. Then you got the Titans. They're not drafting a quarterback. Nope. All right. Then you got the Bears again. All right. They well, already the Bears got already got their quarterbacks. They're not drafting. And then us. There you go. So that leaves us with uh, Jalen Daniels. Jane Daniels, or right? Jane Daniels. Yeah. yeah. Jane Daniels. And then, but then there should be one more, right? Uh, Bo Nix is, is still on the board. There you go. So we got our, we see what I'm saying. So like, it's not okay. And then after that, after us say these other teams move up ahead of us, which I don't think this, this team would, but, uh, because of the, their quarterback is coming back. I'm going to play the last I saw that they're expecting freaking Aaron Rodgers to be medically cleared to play uh, here in the next like week or so, which is bananas, yep. but the jets aren't taking a quarterback. Yep. They good. The chargers who are after them, they're not taking a quarterback. They good. The Atlanta Falcons, maybe, but I don't think so. I think they're going to ride with Ritter. Then you got the Saints. They're not taking a quarterback. They are they are locked with, into Derek for the next couple of years. Then you've got Seattle. I could see Seattle taking a quarterback. I could see him taking a quarterback because they they're gonna they're gonna need one. So that's at thirteen. Then the Rams. I don't see the Rams are. And then you've got the the Cardinals again. Uh, and then you got Denver, Buffalo. Cincinnati, you know what I'm saying? Like, so it's we so are. So even if we fall to 15 or 16 in the draft, Bo Nix will probably be probably there, still be or Jaden Daniels will be there. One of those That's guys what I'm will saying, probably man. be there. So I think it's entirely possible. So I, I think Raider Nation, the idea this trade up for Caleb thing. Now listen, if this were a year where he was the only elite quarterback in the draft, first of all, they may you may not be able to trade up and go get him. You know what I mean? Because but. I I also think about this too. What if someone else wants that? What if one of those other teams goes, nope, Caleb Williams is the guy. The Bears know they got a pick later, and there's going to be these other great players, and they can grab another one. Yep. You know what I'm saying? So like, it, they're not sold on Caleb, and they want to go get Penix or something like that at four or five or wherever they're going to be. Absolutely. And then they gain even more draft capital. Absolutely. So I mean, there's going to be this is going to start getting crazy because you have so many good prospects at quarterbacks because he's not just the one so i think that 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 the raiders are going to be safe i think they're going to play it safe and draft where they're at unless it's a four of the guys came off the board there's only one left and you know one of those teams that we talked about is right ahead of them unless there's some crazy thing like that sure i don't see the raiders doing that and then after that 
Jeff, it's got to be, I think, offensive line. I think that's where you really got to start locking in um, is, is, is on offensive line. Uh, we need a right. We need a right tackle. We need a right tackle. Bad, bad. You know what I mean. We need some interior help, uh, and then after that, I think you go defensive tackle. I think that if you once you go quarterback, and the old adage used to be this: the most important position to draft for is your quarterback. You got to have a franchise quarterback. The end. Yep. The second most important position to yep. draft yep. is a defensive end or an outside linebacker because you got to go get the other team's quarterback. Okay. The third most important position is left tackle because yep. you got to stop the other team's defensive end from coming to get your quarterback. You know what I mean? Like you kind of go down and kind of ping pong yep. down the list of play. So that idea, I think, still holds true for the Raiders, maybe not by position per se, but I think the idea that you go quarterback, then you protect him, and then you draft the defensive line player to go get go the get other the damn other team's quarterback. Because yeah. what are the three things we're missing most? Quarterback, protection of said quarterback, and interior line pressure to help mm -hmm. God dang Max Crosby out, and especially now with Tyree Wilson getting going. Can you imagine if we have a high-level defensive tackle, if we get if we pick up an extra pick along the way? You know, you want to move up for something? That's the kind of shit we move up for. Sure. Move up out of the third, back into the second, and go get some high-profile defensive tackle to come and play. That's the kind totally. of stuff I would love to see the Raiders do. Totally. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. No, I totally agree with that. You know, I think we probably need a little more help in the secondary. We need a little more corner help. You know, I think, you know, I mean, give give Ja'Cory and Bennett a little bit more time to develop and stuff like that. But your outsides right now look fairly good. Ja or, uh, uh, Jack Jones looked pretty good he's, yesterday he's kind of fiery you know I like, that guy. I, I like him yeah i like that guy and of course a meek you know i mean a meek has just turned love into a freaking stud man you know love so so i love that and i love that trayvon merrick has had such a great bounce back season i I'm, i think he's had probably the best season he's had so far in his career i mean his rookie year was pretty good i test but, tells you that yeah yeah 100 yeah. percent. so you know so but yeah i think you go offensive line defensive line and you just stack it up because like you said I mean, I think we're even more than any of those other things. I think we're a quarterback and an offensive coordinator away from being something really special, you know? And I wish that we would have realized that and done something different. Like, I just wished we had the same circumstances for next year. Because look at our division right now. And it's oh, that's such dude. a frustrating thing that, like, of all years for us to go through the shit that we're going through. Why this year, man? Because you look, the Chiefs are human. They're eight and five. They're, I mean, the Broncos are seven and six and are one game back from the lead in the free. And they hold the tiebreaker against the Chiefs right now. Like the they might win the goddamn division. I'm telling you, man. Like that week 18 game against Denver might oh. might be for Denver to maybe win or lose the division or whatever. So, like, how great would that be for us to knock out Denver? I mean, you hate to yeah, we'll give it to the Chiefs. Give yeah, it to yeah, the yeah, Chiefs, yeah. but like, you know, but you know. So yeah, it's just like. You know, and the Chargers are ass this year. But, like, why have all these things are happening? Why are we also at? Like, <laughs> damn it. Damn it. Like, yeah. come on, man. Like, do something. That's but. the thing. Well, and that's what was so frustrating about this past week, too, is that, well, you know, Pittsburgh loses. All the, the Colts lose. Up. Like, all the things start lining up for us. And it's like, gosh, dang it, man. I'm with you, man. Yep. You know, and the Chiefs losing. And, I mean, of course, we needed the Bills actually to lose for our playoff purposes. But, um, yeah, and, and you know what? And Patrick Mahomes, can you just shut up? Like, I mean, dude, it, it's in. Well, I don't know what saying about the Chiefs. Is there anything more annoying than him whining about actually a correct call being made? Oh, now you're going to get all feisty and fiery and mad. And right. you know what I'm saying? Like, 
dude has had the freaking world by the tail for what five years now. Yeah, you know what I mean. And you're yeah. gonna freaking act like that. What? An, yeah. Like, yeah. That is well, not say, an easy you, team, and that is not a hard team to root against. Did, man. You see, did you see his wife post on on social media? Had like a video of like like zoomed into the ref, and it said tonight's MVP of the game oh, or whatever. Please. Like, come on, man. Yeah, go home so and just go hold your trophies and shut the just hell up. Shut the hell up. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. yeah. All right. So, uh, man, you know, Raider Nation, it looks, we got, well, we got the Chargers coming up, right? No. Yeah. yeah. Chargers on Thursday yeah, night Thursday football. Night yeah. football yeah. 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 So good thing the Raiders are going to be in two primetime games here coming up because everyone wants to watch this electric offense. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so, yeah, Raider Nation. So we won't have a show Wednesday. Uh, but we, we'll, we might catch up with you. I don't know. We got busy weekends and stuff coming up here yeah. as we get into the holiday you season. You talked to Murphy but, about, about a Thursday show maybe or no? Uh, no, I did not. Okay. No, I did not. Yeah. But I don't, th- I don't, I don't think we're going to have a show. Okay. I think this will be it for the, for the week for us. Um, but, uh, love you Raider nation. Have fun watching the game, man. I mean, it's listen, I think we got a shot to win. I mean, clearly, yeah. you know what I mean? And the game's in LA, right? You know? And so, so it's a home game, it's a for home us. game for us. So there's going to be plenty of, plenty of Raider fans. Uh, in full throat there, as the kids say. And, you know, that's going to be um, going to be awesome to watch. I'm looking forward to I mean, I always look forward to watching a Raider game. And, you know, God forbid we get this offense going, Jeff. I mean, they're the right. De- we're matching up against some bad defenses here on the way out, except for, well, Chiefs are, like you said, they, they can bleed. Is, yep. But the, but the who would have thunk that in this final stretch, the Broncos were going to be the toughest game on the list. If, they, if you'd have told us that week five, would have been like you lost your lost damn your mind. freaking mind yep. at the freaking Broncos game. But so let me say this. Oh, I'll ask you this anyways. Okay. What is it that you as a fan lock into? What are the things that you still find to root? Because listen, we're, we've read y'all the stats. You guys watched the game. Our hopes were dashed. Like we're down pretty freaking bad. We're down literally historical levels of bad this season at various points of this season. And while we were all appreciative of the resurrection for um, our, our spirit that Antonio Pierce brought, unfortunately the success on the field was very short lived and hopefully it will come back. But that said, there's really not a lot for terms of postseason or anything else to root for. This season is over. It's, it's now done. Um, so what is a fan? Do you lock into when you're watching a game knowing that you're watching a coaching staff that could potentially not be around. You're watching a lot of players that could potentially not be around. Even a guy like Devontae Adams and whatnot. Like there's, there's going to be so much volatility now from this point forward. What do you look for in, in a game like this? And outside of just the Raiders beating the chargers, that what do you look for to, to, to root for and keep your interest going? Uh, you know, I, you know, well, you, you just said that, but you know, you, you know, you, I, I will never root for the Raiders to lose. Ever, ever. It doesn't matter if it affects our draft position or anything. I root for the Raiders that are, not the Raiders that aren't. The end. You know, Max Crosby will keep me fired up every snap of every game. It will never change. You know, Devontae Adams, his ability to break one at any point and to make a freaking cornerback look stupid will always keep me fired up. You know, I mean, I mean, what? I mean, what else are you going to root for? Because well, anything, else, like, you, yeah. anything else, you're rooting against. You know, I mean, like, is there any like? Do you like? Would you say, okay, man? You know what? I just, I just want to see Josh get going. I just want to see Josh, re, you know, re, return to form in a game. 
have a big breakout. That way we can we can nullify a lot of those negative stats now that are building up against him. I'd love to see Josh have a big game or, sure. or Hunter Renfro or whatever. And, and I'll just tell you, that's kind of what I look for. I look for players that we know have greatness in them be great. Right. You know what? That that's the kind of stuff that 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 I look for. I would love to see a scoop and score or some sort of a defensive score of some kind. We haven't seen that since Marcus Peters, right? Marcus Peters pick six. Is that the last time we saw a defensive score? Yeah, I think so. I'm pretty, pretty sure it was. Yeah, I think so. You know, so I'd love to see, I'd love to see, Max and Tyree put yeah. the Omolachi crunch on Justin Herbert in the end zone for a well, safety. I don't know. You know I what I mean? Like I don't know shit if like Justin that. Herbert's going to play. Oh, that's right. He's out. I think he's Who's not. Who's their gonna, backup? I, I don't know. It's, I don't even know. If it was Chase Daniels forever. I don't know who. I don't know who. Okay. It is, yeah. But, I'll, I'll look it up. Yeah. Here. Well, yeah. Well, yeah. Look it up. But yeah, I mean, you know, obviously, you know, I brought up Max and stuff like that, but I just want to, I want the defense to keep cooking. Like, you know, I want I want to see that momentum continue because we've seen the Chargers barely escape wins. You know, I mean, I think they what they beat the they beat the Patriots six to nothing a couple weeks ago. Like, yeah, it you know, and that was with Herbert. So, like, I mean, this could be another friggin barn burner. You know what I mean? But like, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, obviously, when you're playing a division rival on primetime, you just want to make them look stupid, man. And Max Crosby's the guy that can make that happen. So, you know, so so yeah, so you look you root right. for those little things and stuff. So yeah, who, who is there going? All right, so uh <laughs> he stands six feet one inches tall, two hundred and twenty-four pounds out of North Dakota State. Oh it, no. It is Easton Stick. Oh. 28-year-old Easton Stick, who has been a backup quarterback for uh Justin Herbert since 2019. Oh, good. I had no idea. He was a four-time FCS champion, uh, first team All-American, first team all MV MVFC and MVFC Offensive Player of the Year. And and one-time Dopey Name Award. <laughs> East the Stick, he should have played hockey. Well, I was just going to say, or baseball. Yeah, well, there yeah, you go. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, he's got an, hey, he got an Easton Stick. Hey. But um, yeah, so there you go. So that's I look forward to seeing a bit, something like that. How, uh, 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 Kurt Warner calls them uh, GCPs, game-changing plays. Yeah. You know what I mean? Something well, I want to see, or the explosive plays, you know, big momentum changers. That's the kind of stuff that yeah. I want to see, because that's, because that's then gets, I think, a lot of the critics off the Raiders' ass because we'll be on primetime. Yeah. We'll be the only game on on Thursday. Yep. We're running into the time where people are starting to take off of work. They're, you know what I mean? People sure. are home with their families. Sure. They're, getting, they're doing get-togethers. People are circling up around the, the prime, watching Thursday night football. Yep. And uh, we'll Let's just, get Devontae Adams in the end there, zone. There you go. Can we please? There you go. So that's one of the kind of stuff please? I'm talking about right there. You know, I mean, when was the last time Devontae scored a touchdown? Like week six? Or something like that. Like, bruh, like, get the guy the ball. Get him in the ball. You know? Let's, let's throw a fade. Let's Why throw a fade. not? Can we throw a fade? Hello? We, we just forgot fades in the corner of the end zone no. ever existed. I don't know. It's bananas to me. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, you got big pass catchers. That's what you use Michael Mayer for. Oh, you got to do stretch oh, yeah, your Bluetooth yeah, again. I gotta, yeah, I got to stretch the Bluetooth. Um, but yeah, you know, those are the kind of things I look for, Raider Nation. So anyways, in the, in the chat... Uh, or in the comments, uh, let us know what you're looking forward to on Thursday. Uh, we appreciate you jumping in and, and joining us uh, tonight. Uh, again, once again, sorry we're not live this week, but we've got a got a short week we're working on in our personal lives. Yes. Um, and so, uh, but yeah, look forward to, to talking to you guys week after next. Uh, and we'll be back on the 13th. 
No, this we'll is the thirteenth. Yeah, we're back on the on the twentieth with we're, a with a special guest. That talk to him about that. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, so tune in for our next live show. It will not just be the three best friends you've ever had. It'll be the four because the fourth member will be the one and only from Silver and Black today, Scott Gilbranson. Hey. here, absolutely. You know, and you know, and me and Michelle were talking. We did two shots of these ninety nines last oh. week. Uh, Scott may have to have like three or something like that. You know, he, he's going gonna to sleep in the fan cave. We're going to get Scott turnt here in the fan cave, oh, as the kids yeah. say. Uh, yeah, our goal is to send him home in an Uber. Um, but <laughs> well, we appreciate you, Raider Nation, so very, very much. I'll let Swag Jeff take us on out of here. But if just do us a favor. Hit the like. Hit the subscribe. Hit the thumbs up. I hate asking you guys for stuff to do like that. Um, but, hey, listen, if you can't support the foundation monetarily, uh, just know that when you do that, uh, it supports the One Nation Foundation. It's not about publicizing our show. Uh, it's about publicizing the foundation. And uh, and there's so much equity in your like, in your subscribe, in a share, in a Twitter post, a Facebook post, all that stuff. It goes such, such a long way uh, because that generates advertising opportunities for us, like the good folks at Manscaped, who we take uh, their advertising dollars and give it all to the foundation. So thank you guys so very, very much for doing that. Uh, all, if it's on the audio podcast or, or here on the YouTubes, uh, just please do that for us. We love you so much. Enjoy the game Thursday. Swag Jeff, take us on out of here. Absolutely, man. Raider Nation, we're down bad, man. We're down pretty bad, but like, but like we just said, man, try to find something to root for. Because what else are you going to do on a Thursday night? You know, support the team, support the silver and black. Do your thing, man. I know it's rough, but, you know, we're Raiders, man. We persevere. That's it. You know? So, so yeah. So not thanks. like we ain't used to this shit. I'm, yeah, <laughs> act like you've been here before, man. It's been worse. You know? So, yeah, thanks for tuning in for another episode of the Raiders Fan Radio Rundown, where we take a lighter side journey into the dark side. And don't forget, boys and girls, what happens in Vegas, Southern in Oakland. Bye. Get out of YouTube. Goodbye. BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets and so much more download the app in virginia today and get 150 dollars in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at betmgm betmgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly see betmgm.com for terms 21 plus only virginia only new customer offer subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days please gamble responsibly gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER promotional offer not available in washington dc